0: How's it? How's it? Cathedral of Faith. You know, Philippians 4, verses 4 to 8 can inspire us today, where it says, to rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice, for the Lord your God is at hand. So Paul writes to prepare ourselves by thinking about what's honorable to think about what's right, to think about what's pure, to think about what's admirable, to think about what's lovely, to think about how excellent our God is, and to think about how He is worthy to be praised. Yes, that's right. So now, with all of that, we'll raise our hands, and we'll lift our voices, and we'll fill this place With worship!
1: Cathedral of Faith, it's time to worship. Somebody shout hallelujah! Put your hands together with us.
2: I'll raise a hallelujah
3: In the presence
2: of my enemies A hallelujah louder
4: than the odd belief. I raise a hallelujah. My weapon is a melody. I raise a hallelujah.
1: We're going to continue to worship the Lord if you feel comfortable to do so we just invite you to extend your hands have a word at this moment father God we love you we bless you we raise a hallelujah in the midst of this Sunday afternoon here in San Jose California we're grateful that we can call upon the name of the Lord and that you are here in the midst we don't need to get your attention we have had it from the very beginning we love you God we call upon the name of the Lord And we take comfort in the fact that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever, that you've never changed. You remain the same. You still hold all power and authority in your hand. And Lord, if we stand with you, what could possibly be standing against us in this moment? So I pray for everyone that's here in this moment with their hands lifted. I pray that you would be that same God that they've heard about. You would be that same God to them in their situations. Bringing healing, bringing deliverance bringing a breakthrough, bringing inspiration, bringing hope, like only you can. We love you, God, and we shout your praise in the sanctuary, and all of God's people shouted amen and amen. the fun.
2: children, then you hear your children now. You are the same God. You are the same God. You answered prayers back. Are the same God? That's yes. you are the same. God. Yes, come on. You touch the lepers, then, and I feel your touch right now because you are the same God. You are the same God.
1: Oh, yeah. yes. One more time, if you feel comfortable to do so, just extend your hands to the heavens right now. God, we stand with our hands wide open, our hearts wide open. God, we want to receive all that you have for us. Oh God, my God, I need you. Oh rock, oh rock of ages, we need you today like never before. I pray your blessing over every individual that has stepped into this moment together watching online, out in the amphitheater, out in the parking lot, wherever they they may stand. God, you are with them, and I pray that you would communicate and encourage and reaffirm your presence in our lives. God, we need you, we need you, we need you, we need you. Even more than we're able to recognize, we need you. So I pray, Lord, that as this service continues, as the word of God is preached and declared, Lord, may we see the beauty of our God fill this moment, and may we open our hearts and open our mouths and give you the praise that you so rightly deserve. Let everything that hath breath today praise ye the Lord. In the name of Jesus, all of God's people shouted, amen and amen. Before we're seated, can we put our hands together right now and applaud the goodness and the greatness of God. Thank you for being here. Welcome to Cathedral of Faith. Everyone is welcome. Nobody's perfect, The love is lived out, and anything is because God is good and all the time. Come on, one more time. Put your hands together.
5: Today is a great day. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. If you are a first time guest, please scan the QR code, text the number you see on the screen, or visit one of our volunteers after service. We will love to connect with you. Graduates, we wanna honor all of you, high school and college grads, next Sunday, June the 12th. This weekend is the last weekend to sign up. Email info at cathedralofaith.org. We cannot wait to celebrate you. Stars and Strides Run is coming around the corner. If you are interested, please visit the hospitality table outside in the Amphitheater Theater after service, or visit the website at cathedraloffaith.org events. We cannot wait to run with you. Paint Night is coming Saturday, June the 18th at 6.45 PM. To register, go to the events page at cathedraloffaith.org slash events. It's time to get our paint on well cathedral family that wraps up our announcements for today to so stay connected with us during the week visit all our social media platforms visit our website or call the front office for more information we are a church where anything is possible and where the love is definitely lived out until next time
6: Well, thanks Anquisha. I'm so glad to be part of the family of God. I'm so glad to be part of our Cathedral of Faith family. Amen. Sisters and brothers in Christ, mothers and fathers in the gospel, who knows, maybe future husbands and wives. You never know what you'll find at church. How fun. Greetings to all of you wherever you are here on campus, Tom who's watching from Texas, all of you out there. We're looking forward to all that God has for us. Well, have any of you ever done a DNA tracing of your ancestry? And and, and Anybody ever find any surprises? Well, I've got a surprise for you this weekend. We trace your ancestry this week. Actually, let me clarify. We trace your spiritual ancestry this week. And if you've received Jesus, here's your ancestry history. The God of Abraham, the God of Moses, the God of Mary, the God of David, the same God who worked in them is the God who wants to work in you right now. And the reason God gave us these stories, the reason we share testimonies is that testimonies are prophecies. A testimony tells us what God has done and what he can do. So when we read these stories, then we hear these truths, here's what we should be saying. Why not here? Why not now? Why not me? Amen? And so, Lord, I just declare healing, strength, favor, blessing, provision, wisdom, everything needed upon your people. You did it before, you can do it again. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, all the latest and greatest taking place here at Cathedral, here's Kurt to catch us up with some of that.
7: Well, good morning, Cathedral of Faith family. Well, it's graduation season around our community and right around our campus. Uh, Friday night, we celebrated University Preparatory Academy's 12th senior graduation, right here in the main auditorium. (laughs) University Preparatory Academy is a tuition-free charter school for 7th through 12th graders that meet right here on campus, And our school started 15 years ago with a dream to provide students and their families an opportunity to attend a school that would help prepare them to enter and excel in the best universities in the land. And little did I know that UPA would exceed our wildest expectations with University Preparatory Academy being ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the top public schools in the nation with our graduates going to prestigious universities like Princeton, Oxford, MIT, Cal Poly, just to name a few. But more importantly, as many of our graduates are their very first kids in their family, not only to graduate high school, but to go on to get a college education. That is the most important, right? That's a generation changer. Well, Friday night, We had 113 of our seniors all graduating continue this same wonderful tradition, with many of them going to USC, UCLA, NYU, UC Berkeley, and Santa Clara University, to name a few. And we had our first UPA graduate to be accepted and will be attending Harvard University next fall. And just as a side note, They're a part of our church family. Chudi abraham igwe he's part of our church family, and he's the guy going to Harvard University next fall. Amen? And I want to say thank you to UPA's leadership, for their board of directors, for my successor, James Romero, who's the board president. I don't know if James is here today. Uh, but many folks that are part of our church family, Patrick Dunkley, Tony Lustig, Darnell Alani Martin, and all the other board of directors for their faithful leadership to help make UPA the best school. But most importantly, I want to say thank you to this wonderful Cathedral of Faith family to be opening our campus, opening our arms, to help us be a blessing to the families in our community. Amen. Amen. And I got to say, just on a personal note, my daughter, Olivia, she's a, a UPA alum. She just graduated from Chapman University just two weeks ago, so way to go, Olivia. Well, congratulations to all the families and their students. For uh, If you have someone graduating, be sure and let us know. We're gonna be honoring all of our high school and college graduates next Sunday, as well as we'll be awarding our college scholarships to our up-and-coming leaders here at Cathedral of Faith.
6: So, thank you, Cathedral Faith, and back to you, Dr. Wayne. Thanks, Kurt. Well, here's a few more things taking place in our amazing family. Coming up on July 2nd, As you heard earlier, Stars and Strides Race will be taking place here in San Jose. And every Saturday leading up to that, we have a training right here in the amphitheater. Yesterday, a group of us gathered out here. We did warm-ups, we did walks and runs. And again, whether you've never run before or you don't even wanna run, you just wanna walk, we've got all levels of people that we're preparing and training. We'd love to have you join us Saturday mornings from 9 to 10.30. Again, you can sign up for the race or for the training outside here in the amphitheater following service there's also another way that you can be a blessing here at our cathedral family cathedral has teamed up with 12 other or 11 other churches in the community and every month we each take a month and Cathedral's taking the month of june to allow our parking lot to be a place to be a safe space for people there are many families in our community who live in their cars they have nowhere to sleep and they come here every evening, spend the night in our parking lot with their families because they have nowhere else to go. We could use your support and your prayers to be part of this process. And here's how it works. We have greeters here every evening from 6.30 to 8.30. When they come, we give them snacks. We welcome them. Sometimes we pray with them. It gives us the chance to connect the people who are struggling in our community. These families have nowhere else to go. And so they sleep in our parking lot every night in June. And you could be part of just bringing a smile, bringing cheer, bringing blessing to one of these families by being here from 6.30 to 8.30. So following service, if you make your way to the kiosk, you might want to sign up for one Friday night or one Saturday night, or maybe you want to do every Friday or every Saturday. You just show up. We have everything here, but it's a chance for you to bless these families and make a difference in their lives as they're here each night sleeping in our parking lot. Well, I want to share with you some passages of Scripture that comes from one of our spiritual ancestors, the Apostle Paul. And here's what he writes in Romans chapter 14, verse 10. It says, For we will all stand before the God's judgment seat. Each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Now, I don't know if any of you ever showed up in a class in high school or college and the teacher said, Put away your books, take out a piece of paper, we're going to have a pop quiz. Anybody ever experienced that? You know, your heart sinks. It's like, I'm not prepared. Well, you might not realize it, but one day... All of us who've received Christ, we will stand to give an account of our lives to God. And so I want to make sure you're prepared for that quiz so you're not surprised when you get there. When we stand before God, He's going to say, what did you do with the time I gave you on earth? What did you do with your talents, with the money that went through your hands? How did you use what I gave you for my glory? Or was it all about you? In fact, in 2 Corinthians, Paul goes on to say this, for we, speaking to believers, we must all... Appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due them for the things done while in the body. Every week, we give you this opportunity to invest in eternity by giving you options of ways to serve through Safe Park or serving in our children's ministry. We also give you this opportunity every week to be accountable before the Lord and bring your tithes and offerings to Him. You can do that in a variety of ways. You can go online, you can go to our app. Go to the website, you can text the number on the screen. Those of you watching online, you can write out a check and mail it or drop it by, or the ushers will be here following service to receive those gifts. In addition to our normal tithes and offerings, we are also collecting this week and next week a special offering for scholarships for high school graduates. We have been able over the last decades to be able to give over $900,000 to kids who would be needing money for scholarships for college. And you can be part of investing in the future of some of our kids by taking this opportunity. Just as we said earlier, the testimonies of the Bible are for us to say, why not here? Why not now? Why not me? Likewise, the blessings we've received, we're able to bless others. And why not here? Why not you? Why not now? That We get to be a blessing as we bring our tithes and offerings to the Lord. Well, we believe the Lord wants to do a a great work in each of our lives in the next moments as we prepare for Holy Communion. And as we do that, Pastor Irene and Vaughn are going to come and lead us in understanding the power of God to forever forgive us of our sins because what He did through His death and resurrection. Let's worship the Lord together.
0: As we prepare for Holy Communion and hold the elements in our hands, be reminded that with Jesus, he creates this one-of-a-kind experience for us today by gathering the disciples together at the Lord's table for one last supper to bless them with the truth of who he is to overcome the lies that were in their lives. And by gathering them together, well, he makes community a core part of the power in Holy Communion, that together in communion with Him, well, we can overcome the world. So this is the body of Christ, which would be broken for you and for me so that we would know that He came into this world, He came into your world, to take all the brokenness and make it whole again. Let's eat of the body of Christ together. And this is the cup of his blood, which is a covenant, a new and everlasting covenant, and that his blood would be shed for all of us so that sins would be forgiven. And that if we can simply believe in him, then the power of the resurrection would be yours. And in anything and everything would be possible for your life. Let's drink of the promise together. Now glory be to God the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen, 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 Amen. and amen. Amen, amen, Hallelujah. Oh, let's give
3: God praise one more time. God, we're so grateful for who you are and what you've done for us. Hallelujah. Oh, Cathedral family, it's so good to see you today. God is good and all the time. And boy, there's a spirit of overcoming in this place today. I'm an overcomer. Would you say that with me? I'm an overcomer. In fact, before you see to just own that, say that to someone else, say, I'm an overcomer. Go ahead. Amen. Again, it's so great to see everybody. Wherever you're at on campus, those who are in the building, out in the amphitheater, those in the parking lot, those who are watching online, thank you for joining with us today. We've been thinking about recently uh, this idea of breaking free, unleashing the very best version of yourself. How do you break the habits that are holding you back? Sometimes those habits our lives are made up so much of the habits we have sometimes those habits are a little bit like this ring does anybody remember the epic film series lord of the rings well those that epic film series was based on an epic book and that epic book was written by an epic professor who lived in oxford And that epic professor says that he wrote the books, he created this whole imaginary world called Middle Earth so that people could read it and enjoy it, and I did. I saw the movies, I read the book, and I even have the game. I enjoyed it. (laughs) But on the other hand, Tolkien, who was also a follower of Jesus, said that on a deeper level, He wanted to once again make people aware of the biblical struggle between good and evil. And that's where the ring comes in. Because this ring was made in the fires of Mordor. And when you wear it, it gave you power. But the problem was, along with that power, it began to twist who you are and distort who you are and turn you into a not very good version of yourself and the more you put the ring on you would take hold of the ring the ring would take hold of you and it was harder and harder to take the ring off my precious <laughs> and the habits we have can be a little bit that, like that ring the habits we have that are holding our back that holding us back they usually have some payoff involved that keeps us coming back to that habit But the longer we wear it, the more it becomes embedded in us. We take hold of the habit, the habit takes hold of us, and it's hard, it can seem impossible to let go of that ring, my precious. But the good news today is this, because of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we have the power to overcome. Can somebody say amen? In fact, God is so committed to seeing you and I become the very best version of ourselves. We read this in Philippians chapter one. This is the theme verse for the series. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will, say that with me, will, say it again, will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Another translation says this, And I am sure that God who began the good work within you will keep right on helping you grow in his grace until his task within you is finally finished on that day when Jesus Christ returns. Amen. And then there's this translation. Can we bring it back? It says, There has never been the slightest doubt, not the slightest doubt in my mind, that the God who started this great work in you would keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish. I love that. A flourishing finish on the very day Christ Jesus appears. Can we give God praise for his word and the hope that we have in our hearts? God is more committed to you becoming the best version of yourself than you are committed to becoming the best version of yourself. And that's why we can face the future with confidence and with hope. So what is that one habit? Let's become self-aware. What's that one habit that is holding us back? Maybe you're an overspender I saw this one sign that said, I could give up shopping, but I'm not a quitter, amen. (laughs) Maybe you're a compulsive shopper, or maybe you're a control freak, or maybe you're a worrywart, or maybe you're a procrastinator, maybe you have a critical tongue, maybe you're a perfectionist, or maybe the issue that you wrestle with is substance abuse. I read something recently, and it just absolutely broke my heart, that last year, more than 100,000 people in our country, most of them young, died from an overdose. The most that's ever happened in a year. We have an opioid epidemic in our country, and if you know someone who struggles with this, or if you are someone that struggles with this, then you know from experience how addiction can be like a beast. You take hold of it, it takes hold of you, and it turns you into a twisted, distorted version of yourself where you can barely recognize yourself. But if that's your issue today, I wanna encourage you. I am so glad that you're here. You're in the right place. God brought you to this moment. You're not here by accident. You're not here by chance. I believe with all my heart God brought you in this place because God wants to encourage you. Don't you dare give up on yourself. God has not given up on you. And he is committed to you that he is confident That the good work that he started in you, he will bring to completion. Amen and amen. Be encouraged today. Be encouraged. I'm breaking through. I'm breaking out. And I'm breaking free. I'm breaking free. Say it with me. I'm breaking free. I want that to get deeply into your spirit. For the next few moments, I want to talk to you about strategy because you can break that habit, you really can, but you gotta have a strategy. I heard about this one principal at this junior high school, and the girls at the school had, well, they had this habit, they would go into the bathroom, and they would kiss the mirror and leave the imprint, lipstick imprint, on the mirrors. And the principal was trying to figure out how to stop that. So he sent out a notice to all the classroom so, but that didn't stop it. Then he went around to all the classes and he announced to them, please do not leave lipstick marks on the mirror. That still didn't work. So finally he came up with another idea. He brought the girls from the junior high into the women's restroom. And he said, you know, when you leave your lipstick marks on the mirror, it is really a lot of work for our maintenance team. And he said, let me show you how. And he picked up a squeegee. He dipped the squeegee into the toilet. And then he took the squeegee out and cleaned the mirror. And guess what? The girls had the ability to quit. Amen. See, you can break a bad habit. You just need the right strategy. So for the next couple of weeks, I want to talk to you about strategy. And let's begin with this. Think with me first about the power focus. When Jesus taught us to pray, the most important prayer you'll ever learn, the Our Father, you know how it starts out. It goes, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today. Give us today our daily bread. We ask for God to give us the bread we need for when? The strength we need for when? The grace we need for when? Our focus in this prayer is that we engage life one day at a time. I've already talked to you about the importance of focusing on one habit at a time. If you shoot at everything, you'll end up changing nothing. You'll never drift your way into freedom. You gotta focus your way into freedom. It starts with identifying that one habit and then focusing on that one habit one day at a time. Not one year, not one month, not one week. That can be overwhelming. But for one day, I can do almost anything. For one day. In fact, maybe that's why Jesus gave us this important insight. He said, therefore, Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Hello. It does. And so I'm not going to worry about breaking free tomorrow. Instead, I'm going to worry about breaking free today. You remember how the serenity prayer starts. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change And the courage to change the things I can. And the wisdom to know the difference. Living life one day at a time. This is such an important principle. That God help me for this one day, just this one day, to be more positive and grateful. God help me in this one day, just this one day, to lay off those candy bars and sodas. God help me in this one day, To not compare myself with others or be jealous of others. God, help me for this one day, one day, to stay off that website or off that social media platform. God, help me in this one day. Please, this one day, help me to stop swearing. Uh Uh-oh. You don't understand, Ken, I play golf and golf is so frustrating. Do you know how frustrating it is? I do know how frustrating it is. Watch the screens and you'll see how frustrating golf can be. Golf can be very frustrating. It can. And so I get it. I was once playing with three guys that I didn't know, and uh, one of the guys, he just, he cussed like a sailor. Um, Please forgive me all the sailors in the audience, but he just, you know, he, he just swore. Every other word was a swear word. And when he found out I was a pastor, he didn't stop swearing, but he did start apologizing. So when he swore, he would say, I'm sorry, pastor, please pardon my French. (laughs) And of course, you know me. I said, well, you know what? I took three years of French, and I don't ever remember those words being in the lesson plan. (laughs) 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 And we laughed. And so maybe, whoa, one day seems way too much of a stretch to stop swearing. But what if you said you took it one minute at a time? God, help me for one minute to stop swearing. What if you took it one hour at a time? God, help me for this one hour. I mean, we're almost an hour into service and you haven't swore at me yet. We still got some time left, but look how well you're doing. See, if you take one minute, it can turn into one hour, one hour can turn into one day, one hole on the golf course can turn into nine holes, nine holes can turn into 18 holes, and pretty soon you're looking back at the way language comes out of your mouth, and you're saying, look what the Lord has done. One day at a time, amen? The power of focus. Abraham Lincoln said the best thing about the future is that it comes what? One day at a time. Use the power of focus, and then use the power of vision. What are you seeing? I was reading about, a uh, there's a New York uh, uh, professor at NYU, and his field of study is the area of how names have an impact on shaping your destiny. And in fact, the technical name for this is called nominative determinism, which means name-driven outcome, that the name you have can help shape your future. And then he gives examples. He says the, the chief justice in England was a man by the name of Judge, or a man who wrote a book about the Arctic, his last name was Snowman. Or a notorious drug dealer, guess what his last name was, Coke. <laughs> or the fastest man in the world at the time, his name was Bolt. And so what he does is he says, maybe they're coincidences, but maybe they're not coincidences. Maybe that there's something about your name which draws you toward it. In fact, this is what, how he puts it. He says, researchers have shown that our names take root deep within our mental worlds, drawing us magnetically towards the concepts they embody. And maybe that's why whenever God's wanting to shift a person's trajectory in the Bible, he often changes their name. There's a man in the Old Testament by the name of Jacob. Now the name Jacob back then, it meant deceiver, conniver. And he lived up to, or I should say down to his name. He deceived his father. He connived his brother. And it's as if his name was drawing him toward, well, that image. For most of his life, he lived that way. And then he hits a point in time where he has an intervention. It's a divine intervention. And he gets into a wrestling match with God. Can you imagine that? Wrestling with God, it's one of the most mysterious stories we have in the Bible, he is wrestling all night long with God and he won't let go of God because he wants the blessing of God, he's tired of trying to get to the top by deceiving and conniving, he's tired of that, he wants the blessing of God, he needs the blessing of God and he will not let God go He's winning the match. Now he's winning the match because God wants him to win. If you wrestle with God and you win the match, it's because God wants you to win. See, God wanted to bless Jacob more than Jacob wanted the blessing. He was just waiting. And he wins the wrestling match with God. And then God says, I'm going to change your name. No longer will you be Jacob, you'll be Israel. And in fact, he puts it this way. He says, your name will no longer be Jacob but Israel because you have struggled with God and with humans and you have overcome. You have overcome. I'm changing your name. Can I ask you a question? How do you see yourself? Maybe God wants to change your name today. See, the view you have of yourself, it's going to shape who you become. It really is. Before you see it out here, you have to see it in here. Where is God wanting to change your name? Maybe God would want to change all of our names today to overcomer. I'm an overcomer, say that with me. I'm an overcomer. That when we see ourselves, we see our new name. We live according to our new name. We become the type of people during the day who overcome. You know, I used to be, my name used to be pothead. My, you know, my name used to be hothead, but that's not my name anymore. My name is overcomer or I used to be a control freak, I used to be a stress freak, but that's not my name anymore. My name is Overcomer. I used to be an overspender, or I used to be an overeater, but that is not my name anymore. My name is Overcomer. Own that name. Believe it, declare it. You know, I saw this one cat, and he needs a change in name. He said this, he said, I ate too much, I ate too much, I ate too much. Change your name today. Begin to get a vision of who it is you want to become and let that create a mental picture that God draws you to. I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. Use the power of focus. Use the power of vision and then use the power of action. How about if we get interactive and if everybody's comfortable doing this, just put your fingers apart like that. If you'll just do that with me. That's not very much, is it? Is that about one degree? We say that's about one degree. You're an engineer. Is that about one degree? All right, that's not very much. So thank you for participating in that. Now keep that image in mind because I was reading that if you took a plane trip from LA to New York and you were just one degree off course, not very much, is one degree. Well, after, you know, after 100 yards, you'd only be five feet off course. That's not very much. After a mile, you'd be about 90 feet off course. That's still not very much. But over 3,000 miles, that one degree adds up, and instead of landing in New York, you'd land in DC. The power of one degree. What if you were to make a course correction in your life? one degree over time that course correction could take you to a place of freedom that you've always wanted just one degree that's why the bible's always encouraging us to take not just big steps but small steps never underestimate the power of the small in zacharias chapter four it says this do not despise these small beginnings for the lord rejoices to see the work begin you got to start somewhere Give God something to work with. What's the small step of faith you could take today that would give God something to work with, a one-degree change that would help you to break a habit or to make a new habit? Let's say you wanted to become a more grateful person. You wanted to develop the habit of gratitude. That's a great habit to have. Well, how do you do that? There's a best-selling book called Atomic Habits. And in that book, the author talks about habit stacking. And what he says is this. If you already have a habit that you do all the time, take a habit that you want to add and stack it on top of that other habit. For example, let's go back to gratitude. How many coffee drinkers are in the house? Let me see. Yeah, yeah. Okay, how many coffee addicts are in the house? Let me see. Yeah. So you love coffee. There's people who love coffee. They're like this camel right up here. In the morning, he says, do I smell coffee? And it's a part of your routine. When you wake up, you go down to the kitchen. You're a different kind of pothead. And you make a pot of coffee. And then you go back up the stairs. And you don't even have to, you know, you don't even think about it. It's so much a part of your routine. You don't have any mental energy going into it. You just do it. Well, what if you stacked the habit of gratitude onto your habit of making coffee? And so as you're making your coffee every morning, you take a moment and start to count your blessings. You say, God, thank you for waking me up today so I can have a cup of coffee. God, thank you for making me healthy enough that I can make my own cup of coffee. God, thank you for providing for me so I can have a coffee maker that makes this cup of coffee. God, thank you for the senses that I have that I can smell and taste so I can enjoy that cup of coffee. You know, God, thank you that I had clean water to put in my coffee today. God, thank you for my favorite mug that I can drink my coffee in. See, you just start to count your blessings, habit stacking. And over time, that one degree change, one degree eventually your life begins to be more grateful. It filters into your entire system. Never underestimate what God can do with a small step of faith. So let me ask you again, what is that small step? That small step. You have to take a step. In the Bible, the people of God were at the edge of the promised land. And God literally called them to take a step. We read in Joshua chapter three this. We read, the priests will carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth. As soon as their feet touch the water, the flow of the water will be cut off upstream and the river will stand up like a wall. So there's the promised land. The Jordan River is between them and the promised land. And God tells them to step into the river with the ark of the covenant. And I wonder, I started thinking this week, I wonder what I would have done if I had been one of those priests. Would I have said, wait a second, time out. I've got an idea. Why don't we stop the water first and then I'll step in. I mean, the river's a flood tide. It's overflowing their banks. If I step into the river, I might drop the ark. The ark will sink to the bottom and I will swim with the fishes how about if we stop the water first and then I'll step in but that's not the way breakthrough works it always starts with a step you step into the water and that's when the power's released that's when the water stops that's when the breakthrough happens so what is that step of faith can you see yourself crossing the river into your promised land it may only be a step away. I'm breaking through. I'm breaking out. I'm breaking free. And all God's people said, amen. Let's give God praise. Amen. I want you to own that today. The team is getting ready to wrap things up with a, a powerful song. That really is the conclusion to the sermon, the song. But I want to share with you a testimony. I mentioned that Uh, about our staff sharing different things that God is helping them to break free from. First weekend, I talked about my own anxiety through the years. And this weekend, I want to read to you a story that was given to me by Dr. Wayne. Thank you, Dr. Wayne, for allowing me to share his story about breaking free from perfectionism. It reads like this. The stronghold of perfectionism gripped me for many years At an early age, I learned that the better I performed and the less mistakes I made, the more I felt loved and accepted. I loved God with all my heart, but I felt the best way to please him was to perfectly follow his commands and perfectly avoid a long list of thou shall nots. I had to prove I was good enough by overachieving and overperforming. When I didn't do something perfectly, I felt worthless and unloved, perfection was a fuel, a fear-fueled effort to win approval for myself. Anybody else been there? Then one day I realized that God had something far better for me to strive toward than my own imaginations of perfection, which only ended up enslaving me. God broke through and let me know that I was searching for significance in my own efforts rather than in the truth of what he had done for me. Because of his great love and grace, God was calling me to take my eyes off myself and how I was measuring up and put my eyes onto Jesus. True change took place through the power of the Holy Spirit, using the truth of scripture to overcome the lies of perfectionism. Second Corinthians chapter 12 reads, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest upon me. Hallelujah. Amen. And he finishes, I realized that when I was really accepted by God's grace, I could begin to give myself Grace. I am loved perfectly and holy by the one who created me. It's still a day-by-day submission, it is. Day-by-day submission to Jesus because the enemy loves to whisper lies to me when I make mistakes or don't do something perfectly. But praise God, the power to do all these things is in Christ. I still wanna do my absolute best and serve with excellence, but my identity, this is key, my identity is no longer in my performance, it is in my Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. I am so grateful that Jesus has helped me to break free from perfectionism. And what God did for him and what God's done for me, God could do for you. I invite you to stand with me, please, everyone, wherever you're at. Just close your eyes for a moment with me. Father, I pray that today we bring our our authentic selves before. You see where our weaknesses are. God, thank you for your commitment to us to bring out the very best version of us. And Lord, I, I pray that today I just sense in this place Lord, that you're raising up a group of overcomers that when we walk through the day we see ourselves as being the kind of people that overcome. So Father, change your name today. Whatever the lies of the enemy have been in the past, change our name to Overcomer. Because of you and who you are, because you overcame, and we identify with you, we can be overcomers too. Bless your people. Freedom's on the way. In Jesus' name and for Jesus' glory, we declare it. All God's people said, Amen. Can we give God praise? Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Alyssa, come on out. Own this song today as she sings it. Let it be true for you.
4: Are you past
8: the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Cause shame's in all it's stealing. And you're desperate for some healing. And let me tell you about my Jesus. He makes a way where there ain't no way. He rises up from an
3: Uh, she grew up at Cathedral. She's a senior at William Jessup University. And she's one of our scholarship re- recipients. Would you let her know how much you appreciate her blessing us today with that amazing song? Her mom or grandparents are right down here. Amen. Yes. Breaking free. You know, if you need prayer after service, our team will be down here to pray with you and for you out in the amphitheater. Thanks again for coming out today. It's so good to see you. It is so good to see you. I want to say also, it's especially nice, it's wonderful to have my father-in-law and his wife all the way from Florida in service with us today. Thank you for being here. It's awesome. Great people. Great people. And then if you're looking to serve, boy, one of the best ways is to step up with our children's ministry. It's lots of opportunities to get involved. They're out in the lobby, so I encourage you. It's a great way to serve our children and at Cathedral of Faith. Well, let me speak God's blessing over you as you go. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. And every day when you wake up, all the way until you go to bed. May you know that you got a new name, and that name is Overcomer. Live toward it. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. All God's people said, Have an
0: awesome day!